0: <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Casts from the Crypt, the podcast all about tales from the crypt and anything else hilarious and terrifying. I am your host CJ Roby, and uh, hey, hi, we've got uh, we got an episode for you. Um. So this this episode, well, all right, so. This is this is the bottle episode of this season, and what I mean by that is, you know, you know, like there's always the episode where it's just like, all right, we're just gonna put them in like one place and they're just gonna like hang out around there and just explore that space for a while because we don't really have the budget to be like traveling or like going anywhere, finding locations and shit. So this this episode This episode takes place in like only like it's it's a very it's a very uh, character driven episode as a vote as opposed to like event driven. You know, that's 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 what I mean about that. So this is episode five of Tales from the Crypt. This is lover come hack to me. And I mean, since they're, look, we're, we're about to be at the end of the season. This is, this season's only six episodes long. They only got a six episode first season. And, uh, I mean, technically the pilot was like three episodes. Like they dropped, they dropped three episodes on the same day. So, I mean, all their money probably went into those few episodes and, uh, the, the back end the back end was uh, paid attention to a little less because, I mean, Sin Deep, they didn't really need too much for, for that. And then, like, this one, it's, you know, but it's it's fine. They're still, look, they're fine episodes, okay? Uh, they're not my favorite episodes, but we will get into my favorites at the end of the season because there will be a uh, season one wrap-up episode Uh, in in two weeks, in a couple of weeks, we're gonna do that because next episode is going to be the season finale of season one. So, uh, since we're since we're getting so close to the end of this season, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about what uh what is to come for Tales from the Crypt. Uh, they so. This was, as as you know, it was an insanely popular show. It actually spun off a couple of shows for that, that was like within the Tales from the Crypt umbrella. Uh, and those shows were Secrets of the Crypt Keeper's Haunted House and Tales from the Crypt Keeper. And both of those, for some reason, both of those are fucking kids' shows. I have no idea why they would turn the fucking Crypt Keeper into a child icon, but here we are looking at a cartoon Crypt Keeper with, like, goosebump stories for children and then a fucking, like, Legends of the Hidden Temples style fucking weird-ass game show called, uh uh, Secrets of the Cryptkeeper's Haunted House, which you know, for for a TV show title, that's it, it's it's whatever. But on that, they played a bunch of games, and uh, it, it was it was another it was a game show for kids, more more shit for kids. I don't understand how they went from they went from HBO, a horror anthology series, just being like ah, we're on HBO. We can show all the titties and fucking blood that we could possibly can fit into one show, and then after a couple of years, they're just like, "Ooh, wait a minute, you know, <laughs> you know, who would really love this? Kids, ah oh, man, the childrens would love this Crypt keeper guy. He's so adorable. He's so cuddly. Just look at him." He he is definitely going to. Kids are going to want to dress up like him as ho, for Halloween. They're going to want to be him when he when they grow up. It's it, he's going to be a national sensation for the childrens. <sighs> I I just I I don't understand their thinking because like I I remember I they you know what actually I have to thank them for for that decision because. The, the reason that I stopped being so afraid of the Crypt Keeper when I was a kid is because I saw him on fucking Kids WB. Like, he he had, like, a whole section. Uh, It was probably, like, a Halloween thing, but it was just like, oh, Kids WB, hosted by the ha. Keeper.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, kids. It was just like, what the fuck? Why are you here on my Saturday morning cartoons? But uh, yeah, so so I guess I guess they were trying to soften his image because he was just he was just too terrifying. He was too terrifying, and they needed to be like, "Hey, look, kids, he's terrifying and hilarious!" Ha ha ha! Kids like puns, don't they? Puns about murder and shit. Yeah, they love it. <sighs> I I just don't know what they were thinking. So we're just gonna get uh we're just gonna get right into the episode. But before we do that, we got to go over our top five credits of the episode. So let's see, let's see what else these people have been up to, the makers and the, the cast of this episode, because as you know, if you've actually, you know, if you've been listening to this by now, you know that like everybody was on this show and we're just getting started. We've already had some pretty big names so right now I want to just uh right now I want to go over the top 5 for this episode real quick. So my CJ's top 5 credits for this episode. Number 5, Craig Clark. Craig Clark is the sound editor on this episode, so he just he gets all the sounds that were recorded on in this in this one house that they were at. I don't even know if it was a if it was like a full house, if they just like built a two room set or something. Whatever. He got all this and he put it all together. He also did that on two thousand and one Maniacs. Two thousand one Maniacs with um oh no, why Robert England. Robert England. One of his one of his later uh, horror movie roles, uh, I, so, like, I saw 2000 Maniacs, like, way, way back, and I, I don't remember anything about it, like, other than the fact that Robert Englund was on it, I think I got it in, like, a fucking bargain bin or some shit, like, way, way back, I don't know, I don't remember, all I remember is Robert Englund, and, you know, he's, he's great in everything, Number four is Richard Eden, who plays Peggy's dad in the episode. And you might know Richard Eden if you're a fan of Robocop, because he is Robocop. But you gotta be a real, real big fan, because he's not Robocop in the movie. That's Peter Weller. He's Robocop on the Robocop TV show. richard eden and you gotta be a hardcore ass robocop fan to watch the robocop tv show but he ended up getting a he ended up getting a bump up he got to actually be robocop in robocop 3 or was it 4 i think it was it might have been 4 was there a robocop 4 who knows all right so number three number three is Tom Holland. Yes, that's right. Tom Holland is the director of this episode, and oh, my, I can't believe that Spider-Man himself directed this episode back in the 80s. Holy shit, that's crazy. No, he's, he's, it's it's not that Tom Holland because he's like 13. I don't know how old Tom Holland is. He's younger than me. Uh, but, he is actually the director of Child's Play which does land him a spot on this top 5 list other than being Spider-Man. Number 2. Number 2 James Thornton. No, James Thornton is the editor of this episode and he was also the editor of one of my favorite movies spawn that's right fuck yeah this dude was the editor for spawn he made sure that that movie came together in all of its glory like it did and you know what i thank you james thornton because i fucking love that movie uh number oh yeah we're already at number one. Oh my goodness time flies so fast when you're having fun podcasting number one the number one credit is Amanda Plummer herself, the star of our episode. She's been in things, but you might you might recognize her best as uh, Honey Bunny in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, she was she was one of the she was one of the robbers in the beginning that uh, that held up the diner. So uh, so that's her. But that's not what she's on this list for. She is on this list. Because she played a role in Hannibal. God damn it, I love that show. Hannibal was so good. She was, uh, she's in an episode. She was a serial killer. She, she was the one who put bees in people's heads and just sent them out into the world. Just brainless and eyeless and full of bees. So that was, that was her whole serial killer deal. And uh, that's the end of top credits. That is top credits for this episode, and we are going to get uh, right into the recap after this word from our sponsors.
1: Uh, uh, hello, everyone. Richard Scar. Richard
0: Scar- Scary.
1: Yeah, Richard Scary here to talk to you about Acme Acne Cream. Uh, it's the only product that you'll need for all of your d- facial scare needs. Oh god What uh, one-stop shop for all of your facial scare needs it accentuates boils scars and Acne all over the place. It- isn't that what it's not supposed to? T- oh god, uh, uh hey, Okay, all right. I'm sorry. Please, please, just, just buy it. They're, they're making me sell this stuff. I, I was just, I just wanted to intern on the show. And now they're making me peddle the Crypt Keepers. Oh, oh God. Okay, all right, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Acme brand acne cream. It's all you need. Make your friends scream with delight when they see you. Uh, let me, let me do a live test here. Uh. Uh, open it up here and oh 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 god oh it smells so bad oh uh, let me just oh oh god I, I can't do this I can't please please just just let me go I don't please just ha ha ha
0: ha what a great commercial I know I'd like to buy that product all right so lover come hack to me so this is episode number five It drops June 21st, 1989, and, uh, this episode is, you know what, I'll I'll just, I'll just be real, this episode's kinda weak, I'm not gonna lie, but, uh, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just a weird episode, and it's, it's just like, uh, we'll just get into it. Alright, so, it opens... With this couple who just got married. They're, like, right outside of the, uh, wherever they got married, This it's, like, a little cottage or, like, a little house or something, and they're just all happy. And uh, the dude's just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to the car. And the bride's aunt stops her and she's like, you're going to live to regret this. And she's like, hey, can't you just be happy for me? Like, I got married. Like, step off. And she goes to the dude, and just, she's just like, you're also going to regret this. You only you only married her for her money. And, like, you, you just, like, <laughs> I... I love it. I love the writing of this part because she, she's just like, you just love her stocks and her bonds and her bank account and her money and her cash and her wads and her <laughs> just, just listing all the different things that are money. <laughs> I, I was like, damn, lady, like he gets it. But uh, he's like, oh, what? You don't love all those things? Like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to be rich. Huh? So he he's just a fucking asshole right off the bat it's it's not even it's not even like a subtle thing uh and like as as they're leaving he goes uh he goes oh yeah hey you better you better be out of that house by the time we're by the time we get back she's just like oh well i you can't kick me out i was born in that house and he i I love the line she she goes oh i was born in that house and he goes uh well then you'll have to find somewhere else to die (laughs) <laughs> i was just over here just going man you were the biggest asshole <laughs> like right off the bat you we it's it's just no secret other than to the wife i guess but uh they drive away the big just married sign on the back of their car and the fucking tin cans and stuff and the aunt smiles at them as they drive away Ooh, ominous already Ooh. So, the next scene, they're just driving through crazy-ass rain, and uh, they end up having to stop because there's a tree in the road. And the the guy's just like, ah, oh, well, fuck, like, this sucks. Like, what are, what are we going to do? And she goes, well, can you move it? Uh, <laughs> oh, she goes, can you move it? He's like, no, I can't fucking move it. I'll get soaking wet, and we'll be all, oh, no. He's just just tearing into her. and she's she's just like oh okay and uh uh because she's i mean she's the one who ends up getting them lost anyway because he asks her he he, uh he asks her if they're on the right direction she's looking at the map and she's just like oh i can't read maps (laughs) what the fuck uh so he he goes out to move the tree, and he sees a big scary house next to him. Looks like the crypt keeper's house, which I'm pretty sure it is. And uh, he goes back in the car, and the, hey, I can't move it. What's what's up? Like we're we're pretty much trapped here. We're gonna have to stay in the car. Oh, by the way, where are the keys? <laughs> he looks at the he looks at the. The key thing, and they're just gone. She she goes, oh well, you might have taken them with you. Fuck. Uh, so they have to they have to go inside the big creepy house. Uh, they're outside of there for a second, just banging on the door. It's abandoned, of course, because it's a spooky house, and. Uh, uh, oh, their their names are Charles and Peggy, and you get this, you get the, their names now because they're just arguing right outside of the, out of the house. And I, I wouldn't even call it arguing. Peggy just says that she's scared, and Charles is just like, You're always scared of everything, Peggy!
1: <laughs> just, he's, he's the worst. He's the, just the most
0: massive douchebag. So, Peggy finds the key to the house, and uh they celebrate they go inside and nothing's uh you know it's a, it's just a spooky abandoned house like like it would be um they go inside the phone's dead they they try to call AAA there's there's nothing and um uh they they go in a little deeper they're kind of exploring the house they go in the living room and they see that there's a fireplace and a couch and everything, it's just, it's a nice little living room, and right above the fireplace is a big old battle axe, and not like, not just like a wood-cutting, like, regular-ass axe that you see, like, lumberjacks have and shit, this is a legitimate Gimli-ass battle axe, just hanging right over the fireplace. So uh, Charles Charles makes some joke. Uh, he he makes a mother in law joke, and it's just like ah, ah you know <laughs> a battle axe. Just like uh, it must have been someone's mother in law. <laughs> you know, cause those suck. Um, you know, '90s humor. So after that, they light the fire. Peggy's just like oh. Uh, was this left here for us? <laughs> and Charles goes the the battle axe. She's like, no, the fire, you idiot. <laughs> so they light the fire, and Charles tells her to take off her clothes, and she's she's just taking it back. She's like, oh, what? Take off my clothes? And he's, yeah, we're it's wet, and we got a fire. Take off your clothes so we can hang it all up. Uh, and he. He says, it's about time we see each other naked. So, you know, they're, okay, look, I'm not, I'm not over here. I'm not over here to call people who save themselves till marriage nerds. Okay. If you nerds out there want to stay pure till marriage, hey, I'm not here to kink shame. Okay. That's your bag. So these two, these two haven't seen each other naked, uh, yet. And, uh, she's, she's having, she's having apprehensions because she's just, because she's a fucking nerd. <laughs> um, so they light the fire. He tells her to get naked. Uh, she, she goes, okay, yeah, cool. Uh, let me, let me grab my bag and everything. And, uh, she goes to get her bag. She turns around, sees him start to undress and, there's just, like, a little scene for the ladies where he, where fucking Fabio Jr. over here is, is, uh, getting undressed. And there's a little scene for the guys, too, when, <laughs> when Peggy's just, like, flipping out in the back of the room. <laughs> she's, she's just like, oh, 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 God. Just, like, like, the house is haunted by his ass or something. She's just, she's just having a, a episode over there. So after she after she does that uh he says that he wishes that he had a drink and she's like oh well we have each other and he's like ah, yeah right each other <laughs> and and uh uh that makes her that makes her feel bad she she uh she kind of confronts him she's like oh well you you don't really find me attractive do you and he's like no of course i find you attractive uh like i i want you i want you so bad babe like You, we, we, we haven't had sex and I, I just want you so bad. She's like, all right, well, I wanted to keep myself perfect for tonight because this is, this night is so important to me. Um, after that, uh, he, he's just like, yeah, baby, like, let's do it. And he basically just like throws her on the couch and he's, he's trying to get it on, but he's being, uh much like assholes do he's just like fucking getting all up in there and just like being all over her and shit she's just like hold on wait just fucking calm down he's like what the fuck man like ugh. and uh uh she goes can we at least like be in a bed come on man like this is this is ridiculous so they go upstairs uh and they get into the bedroom And they're just kind of, they're just kind of like talking. She's, you know, she's feeling better about herself. So they go upstairs and Peggy comments that the room looks like it's been just made and uh, that there's even like candles and stuff. So she's like, all right, light candles so I can go into the bathroom and get changed. So he does that and he puts the, uh, I forgot to, I forgot to mention that there was a gun in the car when they got stranded, and, uh, nobody, if nobody knows whose gun it was, so he just took it and, uh, put it in his pocket, but he puts the, he puts the gun on the, on the dresser all ominously, because he's probably gonna kill the shit out of her, and, we we get treated to a, a sexy little dress-up montage. She's, like, putting on the stockings all slow and putting on the lipstick. And she's like, ooh, you ready for this? I don't think you're ready for this, Jelly. Uh, so he's, uh, he's just, like, in the bed. He's just all naked waiting for her. Uh, gun is near the fucking on the counter. And she comes out just looking all sorts of sexy. She's like, yeah. What's up? You you want all this? Uh, so quick cut to uh, an extended sex scene where they're just screaming, and not even like, not even like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not even sexy screaming. It's not even like Harry met Sally like fake orgasm shit. They're literally just screaming. They're just like ah ah ah. and it's it's so ridiculous they break a clock with their fucking nonsense uh they they're they're done fucking and she rolls over and she goes "Ooh, yeah that was so perfect uh i i just know that we made a baby and it's only this big and she she holds up her fingers and Uh, he, he goes, yeah, that was perfect. And she's yeah, yeah, it was the, as, as perfect as it'll ever get. So, uh, it kind of fades out and Charles wakes up in the middle of the night to the sound of a car door closing. And he's like, what the fuck? No one should be here. This is an abandoned ass place. He goes to the window and looks in it and there are people just outside in a, in a old timey car. And they're they're all over each other. They're just hugging and kissing, and just like, ooh yeah, baby, like, how are you? I I can't wait to get you in there. And uh, they run into the house. He's all confused. He's just like, what the fuck? So he goes, he kind of goes downstairs, and he looks at the couple, and the lady looks really familiar because the lady looks exactly like Peggy. And he's like, what the fuck? What is what is Peggy doing? in this house with another dude. Uh I I knew this was I knew this was some bullshit, man, like fuck. Uh so he he keeps going downstairs and he's kind of spying on these two while they're doing their thing and um they're they're just like they're just fucking around and feeling up on each other on the couch and everything. And uh <laughs> they're they're about to go upstairs actually when he's up there and she's peggy the the peggy lookalike she's just like no wait i want to do it somewhere special let's do it on the couch like like make it perfect and so he's just like this is this is all topsy-turvy what the fuck so like i said he goes down there and uh they're fucking and she she calls out alan's name no this is no i'm getting ahead of myself so first off He sees them fuck, and he's just all pissed off, and he's like, well, whatever, like, I'm still married to her, I still got the money, like, blah, 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 like, nothing will take that away from me, I don't care who she's fucking, um, and then he goes, he goes back in there to, to spy on them again, and Peggy, Peggy says to the guy, she's like, oh, that was that was perfect. Our perfect love is complete, and we ha- we have a baby this big now. And she does the same thing that Peggy did, and uh, she <laughs> she stands up, and she's just like looking at him while he's sleeping. And she has this whole she has this whole monologue. She's like, "Oh, this is the way that love should remain: uh, clean and sweet and passionate." But it doesn't the passion dies and the the sweetness is left behind and the honeymoon phase is over and I'm going to make sure that our love stays perfect. And she grabs the fucking battle axe from over the fireplace and she holds up. She's like, wake up, Alan, you son of a bitch. And he wakes up. He's like, what the fuck? And she just kills the absolute fuck out of the dude. Uh... Uh, Charles, Charles runs and tries to stop her, but he, like, runs through her. He's, like, he, he doesn't touch anything. She's a ghost, or he's a ghost, or something. And, uh, he puts it all together. He's, he, he goes, oh, shit. Uh, Alan was the name of Peggy's dad. So, oh, man, Peggy's dad, like, and, and mom came to this house, and Peggy's mom killed her dad? Like, what the fuck? No! And then he wakes up from a dream, and, and, uh, Peggy's, Peggy's next to him, and she's like, oh, did you, did you have a bad dream, like, what happened, and he's like, oh, man, that was, it was so terrible, it was so terrifying, I dreamed that your mom killed your dad in this house on their honeymoon, (laughs) and, and Peggy goes, oh, that's weird, because that's exactly what happened, (laughs) funny you would say that, and, uh, she comes out of the bathroom with the battle axe. And she's just like, ah, I'm gonna have a perfect love just like my mom and dad did. And uh, Charles is like, no, wait, hold on, no, I don't love you. I don't love you. I have this gun here next to me. I was gonna kill you. I I, I swear, bitch, I was gonna shoot you straight in your fucking mouth right after we were done. Like, please, like, I don't love you. She's, she's just... Got this crazy look in her eyes, she's no, you definitely love me, otherwise you would have killed me, ha ha ha, our love is perfect. And so he tries to shoot her, but there's no bullets in the gun, he looks over to the side and the bullets are on the, on the dresser, like, she probably t- took them out, like, I, I it, the, the gun had to have been loaded when he brought it up, so she probably took the bullets out, but... He looks and the, and the bullets aren't there. He reaches for them and he just gets axed. She, she fucking gets him, And, uh, and that's, that's pretty much it. She, she's just, she's just hacking and slashing and whacking. She is Butcher Pete up in this bitch. And, uh, yeah. So the next day, the next day, everything's all sunny and nice Uh, Aunt Edith comes back. Did I did I mention that her name was Edith in the beginning? Yeah. Aunt Edith comes back and uh, she's I, I don't even know why she's there. She comes to like pick her up or something. I don't I don't even know. Be- you'll uh, because they leave after this but i don't know i don't understand why she was there whatever peggy says that she was that she's super happy that she was there and that the night was perfect and uh edith is like oh yeah everything was good she's, peggy's like yeah i we we did it and i have a little baby child now and it's it's gonna be all perfect uh and and edith is and edith goes all right good well i'm glad that you got that out of your system and like don't no more no more men for you and uh peggy's like oh well i i don't i don't need i don't need a man anymore i've got my perfect little baby but she's gonna need a man at some point won't she and then Aunt Eva's like, "Yo, oh, yes, of course she will. And I'll love that child just like I loved you and I loved your mother. So we're just going to keep this whole shit going. Ha, 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 ha. And then they just, like, walk off. I don't know where they were going. Who knows? Who knows? It's very confusing. And it is the end of the show. Once again, I have, I, I forgot to open the episode with what the Crypt Keeper's up to. But, uh, you know, he's just, he's just being a fucking idiot. The episode opens with, there's just, there's just a human heart on the table, and he just chops it with a cleaver, just being disgusting and, and scary, and, uh, he, he, he makes, he makes some jokes about lovers and death do us part and unholy matrimony or some shit, and then the end of the episode is him putting on a, a dainty little top
1: hat, fancy little cap,
0: and uh, <laughs> he he says something about, like, uh, run your bride's background before you get married, check her closets, and beware of skeletons unless they're me. And then he closes his stupid-ass book, and then it's over. So that is episode... Five. that is lover come hack to me uh so before before we go it's time for a little segment we are going to see we're gonna see just how different this episode was from the actual comic it's comic versus show so This episode was based off of a story from the comic Haunt of Fear number 19. And this is a. uh, This story is presented by the Vault Keeper, not the Crypt Keeper. And you know what? Honestly, most of the episodes in in Tales of the Crypt so far, have been done by the Vault Keeper in the comics. Not e- they're not even Crypt Keeper stories. And don't even get me started on the Old Witch. She gets no representation in this show. And the crypt, keeper, the crypt Keeper just gets all of the fucking credit. And this is why I hate that fool. You know what? Bring back the Vault Keeper. You know what? You know what? Next week, next week on the show, I think I'm going to have the Vault Keeper as a guest. Can I do that? Can I book that fool? Because he deserves the credit. But anyway. uh, Just,
1: just, ooh, every week I get another reason to
0: hate the Crypt Keeper. But, uh, so let's, let's, let's get into these differences. There's not many, to be honest. This one, this one is actually, like, pretty much the, uh, the most, uh, the most dedicated, the most straight-up adaptation from the comics. Um, in the... In the comic, it starts off with them being on the road. It starts off with them being trapped by the tree rather than uh, the at the wedding and having the whole warning from Edith and everything. In the comic, uh, Charles is just uh, he's just a regular ass dude. He's not like a mega douchebag like he is in the show. That was that was a exclusive thing for TV, and Peggy. Peggy's, like, she's she's less, like, reserved. She's not as mousy in the comic. Uh, I, I couldn't... I was really trying to, like, think of a character that she reminded me of in the show, and I couldn't come up with the specific character that I wanted to think of because she she sounds to me like a very timid Jennifer Tilly, but t- Jennifer Tilly wasn't the person that I was thinking of, but who cares? So, um, uh, in the comic... They, uh, oh, Charles, Charles carries her over the threshold as a gag, uh, rather than, rather than her being like, oh, it's, it's tradition. Shouldn't you carry me over the threshold? And him being like, ah, goddammit, woman, you, what do you want from me? Um, uh, in the comic, they go to, they go up to the bed immediately. The, the whole couch scene isn't there. Uh, and the fireplace with the ax over it is just in the bedroom. Uh, and they're they're still they're still just like, oh, like this this place looks like a fucking wreck. like this place is horrible. So like they still fucking and everything. And then in the comic, Charles wakes up not to uh not to the cars, but he just kind of wakes up on his own and he notices that everything in the house is clean. Everything in the room is just clean and looks like like it's new. So he's kind of flipping out, and he goes to he goes to the window and sees the car out there, and he's like, "Oh wait a minute, that's a that's a shiny new old timey car. Like there's no way that that was uh that that was the condition of that is still like that. Like what the hell?" And uh, he sees he sees Peggy's parents come come into the house from the door and then he spies on them again and uh, he he he's just like oh i must be in some like weird fucking like i got to i got to find a way to get back to 1953 like this is crazy so he he doesn't like he doesn't get it uh for for a, a little bit of a longer time than in the show And that's really it, and then everything else happens the same. She, her mom is just like, ah, fuck you, like, this, this love won't be perfect forever, so I'm gonna kill you. And then he wakes up, he's like, I had a dream, and she's like, oh, well, that, that's a crazy dream, and also, fuck you, this love won't be perfect forever, so I will make it. And that's it, that's the, those are the differences. So, before we go... I just wanted to lay down real quick my Shriek of the Week. And uh, no, it's not Dr. Sleep. Don't don't even talk to me about Dr. Sleep. Oh, God. Mm. No, the Shriek of the Week is actually another video game. <laughs> it's always been video games around here. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm a fucking nerd. But the Shriek of the Week is dead by daylight uh dead by daylight is a game that i really love it's been going strong for like two or three years now with constant updates and stuff and this latest update just added a new killer to the game so you are you can play as either a killer or a survivor there's one killer and four survivors the, the goal for the survivors is to complete an objective and open these doors out of the killer's little playground area before, uh, before they all get ganked. And the killer's job is to find all of them before they can open the doors and murder the absolute crap out of them. And it's a beautiful game, and it's so fun. I really love it. And they actually just came out with a new killer, the Oni! And he is a crazy-looking samurai. Uh, all the killers have powers, and his power is, like, when he when he just, like, injures people, he gets power-ups. And if he gets enough, he can go into a blood-rage mode and just chase people down throughout the whole map. And he's got a giant club that he just beats the fuck out of people with. It's craziness. It's, it's fucking crazy, and I can't wait to play him and play against him. So, that's it. That's all I got for Shriek of the Week this time, guys. That is actually the end of the episode. That is it for this week. Guys, thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week. Next week is the season finale of Tales from the Crypt, collection complete, about, uh, I mean... It's, it's about a taxidermist and his wife, and they get a little more than they bargained for in the taxidermy department. That is—that's—yeah. So, folks— if you guys were having a good time and you really like this podcast, hey, tell your friends about it. Tell your friends, any horror fans that you know, or anyone who has ever even mentioned Tales from the Crypt, let them know about the podcast. And you can also go to iTunes and you can give me a five-star review. And it it really helps. It really does uh, i i love seeing your guys's your guys's feedback and talking to you guys about this show and tales from the crypt so please please keep it up talk to me i want to talk to you and you can also talk to me at twitch.tv slash cj that's cj d-a-m-o-c-h-a and uh i'm playing a lot of fun stuff over there uh it's also the same for all my social media channels So, guys, I hope that you guys had a great time and I hope that you will have a fantastic week. It's Thanksgiving, so stuff your stupid faces with all the turkey you can handle. And be thankful about some things, because you know what? I'm thankful about you guys. I will talk to you next week. See you later. Stay spooky, kitties.